Welcome to What Have You with Rachel Jankovic and Rebecca Merkel. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. It's a beautiful day in Idaho. It is. It's kind of chilly, actually, but it's windy. It's pretty. But it's pretty. If you're in a wind-sheltered environment, you can enjoy the view. Like a car. Yeah, exactly like this car. So I was telling Becca on our way here, when we were driving (laughs) out, I was having a little reminisce. And in case you guys don't remember this from your own childhood. How did I not know this? I don't know. It feels like the kind of fact that I would have remembered if I had ever known it. Yeah, so one of my daughters was joking, and I think this may be a quote from something else or something that somebody told her, the cousins, I don't know. A few listeners all know where this originated. It's probably a meme from Yeah, somewhere. it was sort of like, what are some of your skills? Like, like a resume skills situation yeah. of saying, I can tell real butter from, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> so... I can't believe it's not butter came up in our lives for the first time <laughs> in a while in many moons and I was like oh yeah Fabio and my <laughs> and your kids my kids all gave me a total flat face of like Fabio because, what does that even mean well, mom when Rachel brought this up I was like Becca you could see I Becca going into the time machine trying that- <laughs> Fabio is a person that exists. But I just, Fabio, even in the he's heyday, he's probably still around. Somewhere. Yeah, but even in the heyday, Where is Fabio. Maybe he does things at casinos right now. <laughs> probably, <laughs> maybe in the in the heyday of Fabio, even in his real prime time, I never <laughs> understood how Fabio had gained any momentum anywhere. Other than I don't just know. kind of beat I, I himself. think he did. I can't believe it's not butter commercials. <laughs> he probably posed for the, the fact, fronts of grocery store romance yeah, novels. I think, I, that's how I picture I think that's him. what he was. I think he was a model for the bodice buster <laughs> novels. And and then did other important work with <laughs> butter alternatives. <laughs> But the thing I can't the believe thing, that you remember that. <laughs> but so the funny. thing that really Kate brought it all back on and so I was like, wait, wait, wait. The really important reason we knew about the really the the contribution to life that Fabio was for all of us was when he was opening <laughs> a, a roller coaster. <laughs> I'm totally going to be getting all the details wrong, even though I just Googled the news story to tell my children. He was opening a roller coaster, and I thought he was dressed as a Greek god, but I don't think he was. He looked like he was just in a button-up shirt. But it was but it was a roller coaster that was called, like, Apollo's Chariot. <laughs> or something like that. It was a Greek god reference. And there were a bunch of, of women... In Greek goddess outfits okay. around him, so Attending. he himself was not. Okay. Maybe he just was supposed to be godlike in his in his in his Fabio street clothes. Ness. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but they're opening. They're doing an inaugural ride. <laughs> 
God loves us. <laughs> Fabio <laughs> killed a goose with <laughs> with his face. <laughs> I cannot imagine anything more painful than hitting a goose with your face on a roller coaster. <laughs> and he came back in from his first ride, the maiden voyage of Apollo's chariot with blood all over his face and I think all over one of the Greek goddesses behind him. But I assume, I don't know this, but I assume that the blood was from his own nose because... I think he probably oh. just hit the goose hard enough to kill it, but I think it would be your nose that would really bleed if you killed a goose oh, with it. Oh, my land. I just... That is so funny. I can't stand how hilarious that is. And it's just like the Lord lobbed a goose. <laughs> it's so much like having a stick stuck in the spokes of a bike, you know? Like, just like, go be glorious on this roller coaster. With the hair flying in the wind. <laughs> With the, oh. your bedazzling self. <laughs> and just face plant oh. a poor goose. <laughs> Never saw that coming. Anyways, that's just like one of the things that happened oh. in the world that you just can't forget how much no. good there really is out there. And you if know? you ever considered not being a Calvinist, mm. I hope you'll remember that or if story. You, or if you slip into the bad... <laughs> life of thinking that God isn't funny. Like, oh, that my God word. isn't, like, oh, isn't enjoying things. <laughs> you just think, no, he did that. He really, for reals, did that. That was, that was oh, very carefully wow. planned and executed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, and see, all this came to me fresh today, you guys, because... Well, I forgot it, that it Fabio came upon me all at once yesterday. It was a thing, and I never knew about his time on the chariot <laughs> of Apollo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heavens. Yep, that happened. And well, it's just good to remember. So now, it's good to, like, <laughs> think one time in history that happened, and it's important. <laughs> oh, Gosh, all right. If we were really good, we would have had a good spiritual moral to draw. No, but there's no. nothing other than God is more fun than we are. Left well, to our own devices, we'd all be know. like Fabio. Yeah. But the yeah. Lord doesn't allow the it. The goose is always there to take us down a peg. <laughs> oh, my word. Wow. I saw, so a long time ago, I'd seen a video that I just shared with some friends because in our conversation it came up so I was like oh you guys should watch this it was one from a um, operation is it operation it's Christmas child that you know Christmas boxes for kids and um, but it was a video of this hundred year old woman who was sewing a hundred dresses to put in boxes for little girls. Okay. Well, she's incredibly magnificent. She's like, everything is dear about her. Like, really sweet. And she's 100, and her husband died when he was 36 of a, like, massive heart attack, and at least one of her daughters has already passed away. Like, she's... Yeah. She's... Okay. And she's just being so sweet 
singing and like wake up pretty early between like two and four most days and just oh get started. Word. She says, you know, the Lord gave me hands without arthritis, so I'm going to use them. And, and it's just really an absolutely precious little video. Okay. But there's this moment, and I recommend you all go look that up because it's amazing. It's just so good. But then there's a follow-up video because that one went viral and everything. So there's a follow-up video where they want to show her how impactful this video was that they did in the first place. Okay. And so she's sitting there clearly not tracking with it at all. Like in mm-hmm. the sense of when they're like, do you have any idea how many people saw that video we made of you? Okay. She was like, I would have no idea how to even begin guessing yeah. that. And they're like, 9.4 million or something people had watched this video of okay. her. And she just kind of gets a sort of far away look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute because it's so somewhere between like, I don't believe you, but also like, but why does it matter? But also, like, also that seems really significant somehow. Like, you can tell that it's just not all lining up. And she and she is very cutely moved by it. Like, because okay. there's a lot of messages from people. Anyway, she says, you know, I just hope more people come to know Jesus. She's just a really sweet lady. Okay. But that moment where she's so not... You can just tell that's a world she can't imagine. She can't imagine sure. any of the... And I was thinking, it was it, it's like a really neat little picture of what I imagine it will sort of be for all of us as we see what God was actually doing with... <laughs> <laughs> like, where she, I think, was totally into the work of sewing dresses for a hundred little girls who sure. might need a dress and it might make them happy that uh-huh. they got a little dress. And then she's finding out that there's this whole other scene and there's all, there's all these comments from people like, you know, I'm disabled and I've been feeling sorry for myself, but your video was so encouraging and challenging yeah. and I'm and it, and it was like you could see that it was sort of like she's looking through a tiny portal into what was actually happening <laughs> when she was just doing this. Yeah. She's just caught up in her faithful work and singing her song and right. doing her stuff. And I was just thinking that that's kind of like it's like that's when we get to heaven, we will see more of what God was doing. Yeah. And how good it is that we don't see it now or we'd be so captivated. We would never be looking ourself. at what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and that was part of the thing is she was so clearly over herself. Like she's had enough of a life to not, she's not thinking that she's the, yeah. the end all be all. You know, she's yeah. like still throwing in front of most comments unless the Lord takes me home because mm-hmm. at any second you might be called yeah. out of this business. Right. And I but I it is so true that we can't see the vast majority of what's actually happening right. with our lives. And then yeah. when we if we do get distracted with that, that we still can't have even being distracted with it can't give you the vision for it. You can't understand it. Right. You right. could just spend all your time not doing what you are actually supposed to be doing. Because you're wanting to look off at the bigger mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking this, yeah. like, especially right now, mm. social media seems like a uphill slog in a bog right now. <laughs> <It> feels, to, <laughs> feels to me like 
more than social media. I would, the news. Would like the, to leave that door shut. Oh, it's just like gracious heavenly day. I just day. feel like I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go out to my garden and have a look. See and at never, the kale. And never you mind <laughs> what dark deeds are happening on the internet. Wow. Well, it is. But one outrageous. Of the, it is. But one of the things, one of the reasons I brought this up is that I think there's this. This is what I thought we should talk about. And that is that there's this weird, uh, what I would say is that in every Christian life, you have to have a balance between knowing what is happening. It's sort of, I guess I would say, being in the world, but not of the world. Being aware of what is happening in the world, but not being driven around by what is happening in the world, right? Like needing to, it's not obviously sinful to know what's going on. But I think that most of us probably have an understanding in our own, of our own makeup. There is a transition point from it being useful knowledge to it being massively unuseful. Well, I think sometimes too, you can get into a thing where you just keep reading about it, but the only thing it's doing is feeding a really unhealthy anger or fear or anxiety or whatever. It's very different than, wow, look what is happening in the world. And now I'm going to go and have my coffee. Well, I guess, you know, yes. Because if you're like, I know in my own life, there's a certain amount of like, okay, so that's what's happening. But there's another layer where if you dug another layer deeper into like, so what I'd really like to do is wallow around mm-hmm. in what's happening in the world. That's what I mean. Well, it's then like I'm, you can only do that if you're not being faithful in your actual life. Like, because for right. me to do that would be for me to turn away from right. what I should be doing. Because it's like, are you a journalist? No. Are you a political commentator? No. Are you a senator? No. Well, so. it's sort of like if you were I'm trying to think, like, say you bought a house that needed to be renovated. And you know it needs to be renovated. Everybody knows this. This is what you did when You're you got speaking it. We, words yeah, that I right. identify no, with. No, in a minute I'm going to go beyond words you identify <laughs> with. And let's say that in your moments of evaluating the situation, you find that there has been thousands of rats living in the cellar mm-hmm. of this place. Well, like the first time you find the rat poop, it might be worth your time to evaluate it. Yeah. Like to be like, yeah. okay, there's a rat poop problem. <laughs> Something's happening here. Yeah. What does it mean and how can we prevent it? And how can we not make ourselves sure. ill by the effects of yeah. this? But that's a whole other thing than, like, devoting yourself to putting on a headlamp <laughs> and inventorying every piece of rat poop you can locate in the cellar and, exactly. and yelling to everybody else, there's another piece! It's like, no, we've established that yeah. there is a rat problem. <laughs> like, let's just, having established that, let's yeah. work on having it not be a rat problem rather yeah. than... Okay, that's what I meant by like wallowing around yeah. in it. And I, the reason I think that this is important is because I think that this is a fundamental, like it's really important to think about what was it that Jesus tells us to do and what does the word tell us to do? And it's not that work, that work of no. like every, like if I was to get up every day to check what lesbian bishops are doing somewhere, <laughs> then 
I am not doing what I've been called no. to do. No. And for me to be focused on that is taking is actually taking away <laughs> your focus on other things. Totally. You don't have endless focus capacity. Right. Right? Right. So I guess I've, I just have been thinking about the difference between being proactively faithful, which requires having some knowledge of what's going on around right. you. Right. And being reactively I wouldn't even call it faithful, but I think it no, means to but, be faithful. So I mean, yeah. you know, like, but being reactively motivated yeah. by the world versus being proactively motivated and aware of the world. Right. No, it's, it's true. And this is a very strangely off from your metaphor. This is a weird tangent, but. Um, Just start a new metaphor if you get sick of my old one. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, can we tie this into your metaphor? I don't know. But yesterday, something real weird came upon me accidentally. Um, I have some big, big sage in my garden and sage coming up everywhere now. Volunteer sage. I think I'm wondering, are you finding out that people burn this to cast out evil spirits? Yes. Yeah. You were and probably I googled I what are things to. we what are things no, we do with it was sage. Like a, it was some kind of a like little article and it was this pretty picture and it was sage yeah. and it and it had something about, you know, like um I I can't remember. Whatever it was, I was like, Oh look, something to do with sage, I'll look at that. And it started off. I did not see this coming. I've actually had a really similar it's time called with this. Smudging. <laughs> and, and it's it's uh it started off with here are some great health benefits, and it's like antibacterial. And it's hardly and, even involves worshiping and, false gods. Well, well, no, because like I legit, I thought it was some kind of like a, I don't know, like a scented candle sort of thing, maybe or something, you know. Well, and it starts off using words that are normal, like like antibacterial. Then we started getting into some negative ions and I started being like ah. and then and then we started getting into some negative energy and then it was like okay now we're weird and then it was how you must revere it because it is a Native American something which means you must always do it in a place of reverence in your house above waist height and I was like what? and then it started telling you that you needed to begin at the front door and then at that point you're like what hellhole have you I meditate. into? Yeah, yeah you gotta meditate for a minute then you burn your sage and you waft the smoke up and down from your toes to your head and then you stand here and then you process that way and and then you put it, do it in the corners, and you have to go around the seal of every window. And then when you come out, and by this time I'm hooked. I'm like, what is going on? And when you Becca's leave, like, I have a new Etsy business. No, and when you leave the room, you request that it be shut and sealed so that I guess no negative energy can squirt back in there. But anyway, then by the t- by the time you get all the way around to the front door again. You've done your deed, I guess. Yeah. You push it. You're supposed to push the negative energy clockwise around and back out, <laughs> back out the front door. Well, oh, then, then it said, um, you really want to consider doing this, obviously, anytime you move into a new house. Yeah, clearly. Or anytime you've had an argument in your house, you're going to want to get your sage mm. out and 
cleanse the scene. That I'd like to just draw your attention to the fact that there'd be no faster track to an argument in your house than to start wafting burning sage around. Well, it's to get <laughs> your rid kids, of your kids would like, have to do a full Athanasius on you. Any kind of a, like aftermath in the energy fields from an argument you've got to get rid of with some sage. Then I actually think I, I also <laughs> the reason I knew anything of this is because of because something about burning sage sounded fun to me. Like, like it was yeah, sometimes that, like, ooh, you can yeah, burn it like, for a nice smell. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know, but it was the weirdest. And if you buy an antique, it might have been around some real negative energy. So you're going to want to waft it about with some smoke. <laughs> and But it was just so, I was thinking of your pest. You have a pest oh, yeah. in the house. There are ways of dealing with it that are effective. And then there are ways of dealing with it that are that not effective. Yeah. Oh. And, and uh, trying to get after your attitude problems with an herb and a smoke is <laughs> 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 just, it's just not the way forward. I was telling Megan what I can't even believe is that I was like, yeah, I looked at a couch that I was thinking about buying. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. I looked at it, and now my inbox is full of updates about what the what the CEO of my potential couch manufacturing business is doing about race relations. It <laughs> and is, guess what? It isn't. It is not the gospel. Like no, whatever no. any of them are doing, it is not the gospel. It might which have means, something to do with some which sage. means it's as weird. As Christians trying to fix the negative aura of their sin problems in the yeah, house with, with a burning herb. With smudging it. <laughs> it's like, actually, guys, you know that the, that the sin has a solution. Yes. And we call yes. ourselves Christians because allegedly we live <laughs> by that solution. And that means that we don't get cowed into pretending no. that Jesus is actually not enough for these things. Right. We must come in with sage. <laughs> that like he's and a in smudge stick. Yeah, Jesus is insufficient for your antiques baggage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to burn some sage. <laughs> there's there's oh, just a lot, and, but there's so many Christians right now who are being who have been weirdly, weirdly maneuvered into uh -huh. thinking that the only way to behave like a Christian is to do what the world tells you to do. Do what you're told asap. Yeah, yeah, yep. and preferably, you know, like the faster you do it the more authentic your faith will appear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, it's it's a weird time to be alive, but it's also a really, really good time to share the gospel and to know the gospel yeah. and to be profoundly unashamed of the gospel. And unfearful because that is the driving... Kind of, well, it's kind of equal parts fear... That's there's a lot of that. Then there's mm -hmm. a lot of rage. There's a lot of bitterness. There's mm -hmm. a lot of guilt. There's a well, lot of. I, I got accidentally ran into a Christian thing somewhere that was like a prayer of repentance okay. for the church okay. about this, and it really hurts to look <laughs> at. It's like, oh my word. 
I don't even know where to look with it. Honestly, I like a lot of this stuff. I'm just, you know, it was a prayer of repentance. But it basically says, Lord, forgive us. Like, so it's a prayer of corporate repentance. Okay. And it's saying, forgive us. On for, behalf of the church or? Yeah, it's like, it's just, yeah, Christians. You mm-hmm. know, it seemed like that's what it's saying, the church. We, the we have We have not viewed our black and brown brothers and sisters as made in the image of God or we have not been treating them and and you know what makes me really annoyed about that I know I'll what tell it is. you the part that just cheesed me off big time is how dare you write a corporate prayer from the church assuming that it doesn't include black and brown people. <laughs> like, because, <laughs> because yes. that's the yes. thing. It's like, I've never heard of anything so whitier white. than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's allegedly a prayer of repentance about our whitiness. And it is so bad. It's so bad. And to be like, we, we the church must repent of not liking those people who are not in the church. I mean, like, what is that? It's so terrifying that this is how, oh. Anyways, the the reason I bring that up is only because some of those things are so frustrating. You know, when you see it, you're like, what? Like, how? Or the hilarity of whatever Tuesday that was when we certainly didn't hear from white people. Oh. <laughs> when the whole world was white people putting black squares <laughs> everywhere and yelling at everyone to put black squares <laughs> everywhere and fighting about black squares because we're not going to talk today. <laughs> it's going to be our day of silence. <laughs> Hardly even noticed a white person anywhere when they... <laughs> It was like, yep. well, if y'all couldn't be a little more excessive in <laughs> this. Ostentatious. Yeah. Right. So yeah. weird and bad. Anyways, all of this is just to say that all of those efforts are just so monumentally lame compared to the actual unity we're offered in Christ. Right. That for a Christian to get, like, industriously huffy and busy about them is to reveal how little you think of the blood of Christ. Right. Because... Because you are acting like, well, that was a nice try, Jesus, but until I post a black square, right. things that's, aren't going to be, things can't be fixed. Really it's like, fixed it. you know what will actually fix things is when we act like we know Christ. That will do something for us. Mm-hmm. And that really does abolish all of the enmity that is, I mean, it's impossible to have humans without developing animosities and hatreds and bitternesses and resentments and they run deep and they run uh, every direction randomly every direction because if you have different colors of people living next to each other they can develop a hatred based on that if you have a brother and sister living in the same house sharing or a dna or a fat person they can person they can start hating each other that i mean it's it is so like it's because sin is actually pervasive and it's and it doesn't have to have an it's in every human heart right. and so it really can't be fixed outside of the blood of Christ which is really the only and, and it's possible in, and within the blood of Christ it can't remain 
Yeah. When people are are cleansed by the blood, they cannot also hold on to their weird animosities. Right. And so, obviously, any kind of racial hatred or whatever is completely condemned by Scripture. But we do know the solution to it. And it's not what we're... Public activism and do-goodery. But I'm, even this is not do goodery. It's like do battery. Yeah. Do do weird yeah. things and accuse others. But the main, the real point in all of this, I think, is that it's so healthy to just be like, okay, have I been, has the world gotten weird enough in 2020? And I'm willing to say, yes, it has. <laughs> has it gotten weird enough to tempt all kinds of Christians to reactive fear instead of proactive faithfulness? Right. And that... If you look at what, like, what is it that we're called by God to do? It's like, let's think of some things. In everything, rejoice in everything, right? That's one of the, like, rejoice specifically when people are lying about you and hating you because of the gospel. Like, not, not like, well, that's because you forgot to grieve with them. You're there, like, it's not... You're supposed to rejoice when this kind of thing happens. You're supposed to be practicing hospitality and and respecting your husband and, and loving your neighbor, your cares upon casting the Lord. your cares. You're supposed to be disciplining your children. You're supposed to be rejoicing in the Lord, walking in the light, having fellowship with one another. Yeah. Those are the things that we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be. And when Christians could if Christians could act like that in the middle of cultural pandemonium and chaos, that's exactly the kind of thing that the outside world will see and say, how can I have that sort of peace in this storm? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean? Why are you like this? How can you be happy? Right. And if you're racing around in a you know, frantic fluster all the time. Why would they want some of what you've got? Or they can't discern any difference between how you're living and how they're living. And I think there's a lot of places out there right now where they're like, if you have to go to the store, you're kind of going to like a boarded up weird place full of people with masks on, Mm -hmm. like a fear dominated place. This is your big opportunity to show the hope that you have to not be fearful, to be joyful and to be rejoicing, you know, to be actively living in the faith that you profess and to be just doing what the Lord called you to do. And it's kind of like, there's no bigger way to be, to share the gospel than to believe the gospel. Because if you're actually believing the gospel, you can't help but be sharing the gospel because it is, (laughs) That's what it's right. doing. It's it's like, I actually believe we're safe right now. You know, like, I believe yeah. that we're in God's hands. I believe these things. Which and that means he that controls all of it down to the goose. The goose. He's taking out Fabio's pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if he's controlling even the geese. We know that he has this thing under control. Yes. This, it feels very Psalm 2 though, doesn't it? The nations raging. Why do the heathen nations rage? (laughs) Vainly rage. The people's plot vain things. Oh, vain things they're plotting. Against the Lord and against his his anointed. anointed. Yeah, it's true. Why? Oh, wait. Yeah. But. I can't keep quoting that unless we try to just burst into song. (laughs) 
maybe we'll pass on that one. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the worst things about being part of a psalm singing people, which there's a lot of real blessings there, but is finding out that you learned the alto part and you can't sing the dang <laughs> song without the other people. Yeah. Sometimes I'd try and be like, you know, the one that goes and, and my kids will be like, you're singing the alto. <laughs> and I'm like, I was thinking that sounded like a really boring melody. <laughs> a lot of, a lot yes. of D and E, but not a lot of <laughs> other stuff happening. Uh, anyways, I, my funny. point is that's why I'm not bursting into mm-hmm. singing Psalm 2 because mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I could. Right, right. Well, there you go. Well, I guess we said every we word said we that. have We've today. So what are, what projects are you about right now? Well, I have been in my garden actually kind of a lot. Checking I'm, on I'm, kale. I'm hoping to make it grow. We'll see. It looks awesome. It so I think it um, is growing. And... I have, well, I don't know yet. I ha- I'm, I'm the not... one who hasn't won any wins in the gardening department lately. Yeah, well, you just moved in, I feel like. Yeah, last September. <laughs> yeah, fresh. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Just last September, all my worldly possessions were out in the rain and <laughs> <in> the dirt. <laughs> That's right. We've recovered since Yeah, then. we kind so of bounced back good. real cautiously. Uh-huh. We, yeah. I joke that we've completed phase one of moving into a big new house and we've moved into phase two of moving into a big new house. Phase one was that you move in all of the things that you saved that you might need in your new house. And phase two is you get rid of all the things that you saved for your new house that you're realizing you don't need. I hope that phase three is the phase where I buy a couch for the place that doesn't have one. That's fun. I, I did order some more wallpaper for my front room and so when that arrives but then that's like endlessly delayed because of COVID mm. so we'll see when that wins its way in I have to do that and Ben is still making me drawers like mm-hmm. a champion mm-hmm. and I now have a grand total of six you guys and he's working he's about to have three more done so I almost mm. have nine so fun but I I did find marble. It's oh. happening, I think. So anyways, that's my big exciting we... update is I have two slabs of enormous slabs of marble. Like nice. Like a thousand pounds each. So that'll nice. be the next one. Lena question. bought um uh, bought she didn't buy it. Lena got my loom warped and is weaving two dish towels that are very pretty. Ooh, and that's fun. But we've been in a weirdly not making it happen with the loom since we moved into our house. You know, when oh, yeah. everything gets disrupted and yeah. stuff, it's like taking a while. I yeah. got my quarantine quilt pieced cool. all together. Cool. Now I just have to get backing and get cool. the, that done. And I am sewing my daughter's speed cleaning aprons. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Weirdly, I just told Hero today that I need to go sew myself an apron. I really want a white linen apron. Don't ask me why. It just occurred to me that I want it. So. I mean, Shelby do one of those classic granny-style ones. It's like almost a dress that you put on oh, over. You know, where it crosses in the back. Yeah, and then I kind of love those. Like, yeah. kind of love those. I'm also thinking about designing a bunch of dish towels for my new kitchen. That's kind of something that's okay, been rattling okay, about. Okay, but my next set of things to weave... I get really derailed on all the things that you could be weaving. It's really uh-huh. easy to 
to then move ambitiously beyond your own mm-hmm. skill set mm-hmm. or materials lists. <laughs> yeah. But this next one is a it's a 13 towel warp so it's as long Ooh. as 13 and you tr- change the treadling and the color okay. so you can do 13 hand woven towels. Okay, that's awesome. In all different patterns and colors and the and and I ordered I have all of the yarn for it that is a cotton linen blend so it's a there it's called cotton it's just okay, a really wonderful hand that like it feels yeah. awesome okay so just telling that sounds you amazing well that's my I, next plan I ordered a bunch of fabric um for the president's dinner that's coming up in August the table linens that we do for that I designed and um I ordered it, but this time I ordered it from a company in China, and I'm kind of excited about it because I think it's going to be more sort of color fast, and it is a dish towel company. This is what I'm saying. And so I was realizing that that opens up a whole world of possibilities of like, what if I designed a bunch of dish towels? Guess what else leads me astray on weaving? Really, this is fun. Hand, I haven't done it, guys. This is... This is, this is, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Not ambitious. This is someday thing. Crazy? Is that the word? No, just a thing that someday I like to think I will have oh, done. okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Bath towels. These huge, big, like, hand-woven cotton Oh, like those Turkish ones? Like the, like a woven one? Not like Terry, but like. No, yeah, they're not like Terry, but they're not like the Turkish ones. Well, I mean, maybe they are like a Turkish one. They have more of a pattern on them. They're like like a thicker hand okay, well that sounds kind of fun. I was like probably I need that. Probably we should have those someday. We'll see. Well, I'm not planning to hand weave my dish towels for my kitchen. I just would like to design the print. I am Becca. Have them printed, <laughs> then they're duplicatable. I can just order more if I need to. Yeah, but I would get sick of having the same one. Not the same one. You have to do a whole variety pack. A whole pack. flight of them? Yeah. All right, well, try me out. Give them to me for my birthday, and I'll see if I like (laughs) it. (laughs) You can weave me a towel, and I'll see if I like that. I will someday. I did once give you one, didn't I? A dish towel, yes, but not a bath towel. Oh, I'm not weaving you a bath towel. That's that's (laughs) too far on my horizon. Luke and I have been married. It will be 17 years this summer. Yeah. And I informally put a pin in the plans to weave a colonial coverlet by our 20th anniversary but the the times are coming by fast Mm -hmm. because that was when I got my loom Mm. that I was like no problem I'll be good enough Mm -hmm. to do that by then but um, it might not come together as fast as as I hoped so what I'm saying is I won't have time between now and our 20th anniversary (laughs) to weave you a towel Becca because because the weaving takes more work than that's hilarious but it's so it's so it's so fun but it's so fundamental like old like um you know when luke and i took that we were doing pottery with Mm -hmm. mike went and lewiston i really like him he's he's fun because he's what but one of his points that he keeps making is that like you can't like if it works you're doing pottery 
Like, you're not... Everybody gets so into how things are done in the ultimate way and the right way. This is true of, like, sourdough, pottery, like, gardening, all of these things. It's so true. It's it's actually just a craft that people had to make up ways to do it for as long as right. it's been happening. And there really is not, like, a wrong way to do it if it's working. Yeah. you right. And that's... That's the thing with weaving is that there's so much variety in how you can do it. There's not one way sure, to do it. It's yeah. not like threading a sewing machine where you don't get to, you don't innovate and use your brain on that and do new techniques on the <laughs> tensions and stuff because, because it was designed to do one thing. But it's a more, int- I don't know, it's like more, more like a mental puzzle for yourself to figure yeah. out. Like, this is a human relationship to mm-hmm. trying to make something. Right. I like right. those things. Yeah. It's true. And now that we're in summer and it's like you have to sort of shift gears, you know, in the foods that you're eating. We threw away our grill, like, right when the weather was warming up because it was totally like horrible and old and broken and it did it like we couldn't even get it to turn on so we just chucked it so we're completely without a grill right now and that yeah. really puts the hurt on. squish on being able to do summery mm-hmm. foods in my mind because yeah we got a traeger smoker but, yeah that, it's like a grill that's that's like what we did the ribs on sit for sabbath okay. Yeah, that. it was really good. It was, but it's also the thing that Luke does, not the thing that I intuit. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think you throw chicken breasts on that for dinner. You know, like you, sure. you kind of, it's, it's for like pork, large. Okay. I mean, brisket and sure. ribs okay. and like, do you have another shoulder. grill? No. Oh, see, yeah, and I'm, I'm just I'm finding myself. I'm afraid that whatever we have, we'll have to crowd it into that corner down below our house where it won't blow the wind. Away. <laughs> you have to sink an anchor into the Before bedrock. Before we figure out how to really make a safe space, you know, how some people bury their trampolines. We could do that with our grill. <laughs> So you could just have it, like, at the floor level, a little You really need the full, like, built-in outdoor stone kitchen thing. You make a great argument for that. You do. It's the wind. The wind. I had a dream. I had a dream that I won $10 million. Wow. I wonder if it was prophetic, Rach. Well, I don't think so. Might have tapped into no, something. No, because it was a riddle. It was a riddle we all had to figure out. It was like a, if you figure out this riddle, you'll win $10 million. But it turned out that I was able <laughs> to figure it out because I had purchased a $5 shower curtain <laughs> from McDonald's. <laughs> and there was some kind of a message in the mat lise of the shower curtain. <laughs> Anyways, the point that's funny is that in my dream, I sort of raced right on by why I won $10 million. You know, interesting tidbit. It was that Matt Lise sent me a message. (laughs) And I found that there was a zipper pouch hidden in the shower curtain that had a hacky sack in it. true to life. <laughs> it makes you wonder why your why your brain 
<laughs> when it when you let it off its chain, that's where it goes. No, especially because I, you know what? I hate. I really don't enjoy hearing other people's dreams. So I'm really sorry that I'm doing this to you. But it included that the riddle referenced paradise, but it was a it was a a, a spoken riddle. Okay. And I and I suddenly realized what what if it is pair of dice. <laughs> Grace Agenda. We probably should we? Do you know details? Can we not really do that? We can. I mean, what sort of details are you needing? Because well, I was realizing I don't actually know. I don't have my phone, so I can't look it up. So it's it's in August, and I know that August twelfth is the president's dinner. So if anybody out there wants to attend the president's dinner. Um, so there's that. And then the next day is NSA graduation. And then it is NSA convocation, I think, the next day and the beginning of Grace Agenda. I think it's Wednesday night is the president's dinner. Thursday, Thursday is graduation. And that's um, and Friday is the David lo- Bonson is yeah. going to be speaking there. And then it's uh, the next morning, Friday morning is convocation and then the beginning that's when we're doing our um our conference i think is the friday pre-conference. and then saturday all day is grace agenda and it's gonna be a great time there's yeah, lots of friday extra... is the open house at my house what have you open house yes and there will just be loads of parties all over town you guys yeah saturday is so the... many things it'll be great i'm really thinking it's going to be a fun week so it will be fun so if you've been feeling especially isolated away from like if you're somewhere where things have just been hard hard and sad i would encourage you to consider this because it is true that the joy of the lord is our strength and being with other believers is a important gift that God gives us you know and if you're if you're feeling discouraged and beat down and struggling along that conference is on practical Christianity it's like the 101 of what it means to be a Christian and how you go about doing that and hopefully the community in that time there it is a really warm and vibrant and busy and hilarious Christian community yeah Uh, and we love to have other Christians come sharing yeah. it and be and a part of it. you know, usually Canon Press, there's a evening party it's an there. after hours party. Then um, it's a prospective student I think there's time even, I think there's NSA. even a singles 
uh, thing, uh, maybe a eve. What is it? Maybe a Sunday. I'm not sure when that is. I don't know. There's and even then of course, there's church thing. on Sunday. Church. Lots of great, lots of fun stuff. So seriously, consider coming to visit yeah, us and come get to get a glimpse into the weirdness of North Idaho. And it will be. Like right now, we're looking out, we're sitting up on a hill, and everything is looking so beautifully green. It's all the hills are gorgeous green. But by August, it's going to be getting ready harvest. for harvest. Everything well, is going to be usually gold. is harvest. You might yeah. be here for harvest it, moons. Yeah, it'll just be living in a, like a giant sea of wheat. And even if it's super hot in the daytime in August, it still gets cool at night. This yeah. is a real feature of Idaho. That we are proud of. I remember the first time I was down south. Yeah. And I walked outside after dark. Mm-hmm. I was just insulted. That's how I felt. I felt personally hurt when I it's was like, in Virginia what? in the summer. And it was just muggy-tastic all day. And I hadn't really thought through it that I was the whole time just waiting for the yeah, sun to go down. The night. Like yeah. I was like, as soon as the sun goes down, some of this nonsense will clear up. And then the <laughs> sun went down and I was like, what? This has not changed. Nothing I changed. I think it was on that same trip that we were up in the mountains and there was a river and got in and it was like, why is your river hot? warm. <laughs> and it felt really, really sketchy to me to have a warm river. Because here, even on the hottest day, if you try to get in a lake or a river, you're going your to go. <laughs> yeah. You jump in yeah. a lake and you'll be like, whoa. Like, oh my word. Because... We keep our water chilled. We keep <laughs> we it. Do. We keep we it fresh here in Idaho. Yeah. So anyway, it would be great to come in August, everyone. That is the time that you should. Yes, and we would come. love. We would love to have you, and and you could love to laugh at us while we have too much on our plates during right. race agenda. Right. There yeah. will be a certain harried glassy-eyed we're looking right now over kind of like the back side of the golf course and I will say if you're a golfer I think this is like a fun because yeah, it's it so hilly in Moscow that it's a very hilly golf course uh-huh. and I've heard people be really impressed surprised about that when they come from we other places we one time places. went sledding on the golf you're course you're not allowed to do it's very very frowned upon we were allowed to back in the day when, when we there was children. enough snow coverage mm-hmm. no it was like at a certain amount of snow coverage you were allowed yeah. to sled on it okay. when it was in college and we a bunch of us met it was late it was like a midnight sledding run okay and as we all stood at the top of a hill looking down it, wondering if this was a good idea or a poor idea because I think there was a fence down at the bottom. It looked like there were some question marks. And a guy comes just running from behind as we all stand there looking out to see if this was a good sledding place and just dives on a runner sled. Okay. And it was sitting there. So he just goes shooting off this hill in the darkness on a runner sled as we all just stood in silence to watch how it went (laughs) and he hit the the uh golf cart trail (laughs) and and (laughs) which was completely invisible and the runner sled jumped with huge rooster tails of sparks (laughs) because it was (laughs) that was like the most unexpected thing as we all stood there in the dark and then just was silent like he just silently shoots down 
big spray of sparks and then he carried on into the darkness it was very beautiful like and very comet. weird and very hard to tell what had happened for a while like we were all like what that is so funny yeah anyways but you can't do that when you come for Grace no, and Jen. It won't no. be on the table. One thing is after the fields are harvested, remember where you get like a you get like a cardboard box and you like go a refrigerator box slide down the stubble. Yeah, and You've that's not never had a worse time than that. <laughs> it is so painful, but also so fast and like allergy nation. Oh, yeah, like you can't. By the time you get to the bottom, your face has swollen up. You can't breathe. You're sneezing. But you've and never you're... gone so fast down anything in your whole life no, because that hurts. dry, the dry chaff on cardboard is an unstoppable <laughs> speed. But in every dirt clod yeah, is is with you. Say, every no dirt clod cushioning. <laughs> no. Snow gives you a nice smooth oh, like, surface. And somehow you, know? you feel covered in cheat grass and. Yeah. Like, you feel so beat up. I think I've never had an allergy event like I've had. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. So, guys, if you're Don't here after harvest, mm. stay unless, away from cardboard on to, hills. Unless you're wanting to treat yourself to the worst time ever. <laughs> well, but also because you're probably in shorts and you're all sliced up. And from... you're kind of sweaty because it's hot, but then you're hitting the chaff <laughs> so hard. But, I mean, all the stubble is, like, hurting. Oh, it's when not it's... good. It's no. not good at all. Why have we done this more than one time? Because <laughs> it's it's the thing. It's not that good, but you have like, to on principle. You have yeah. to check if it was fun. This it be might good. have been fun. Yeah, one one time on the sledding, we should probably stop this. My brother and his friend wanted to put a couch on skis <laughs> for for peak sledding. Not experience. only did they want to, they did. <clears throat> no, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they got the skis, but then they felt like they couldn't figure out how to get a couch on it that would not kill you at the bottom. Like, if it wrecked um, everyone, then you'd be wrecking with a flying couch, which I didn't remember seem, them having no, a couch they on built, skis. No, they built instead the platform that they were going to put the couch on and then realized that actually this would work fine without the couch. So we had four skis with these, like, oh. long bench across it and a footrest. And we got 13 people on this thing. So we're at the top of a really big hill. Also in the middle of the night, probably, when we did this. And it was a big hill. 13 people on it. We're like, let's see how this thing does. And it had a little footrest. And as soon as it started, you could tell that we were going to peak speed on this thing. Like, it was so much weight on so few yeah. skis. It starts flying down the hill but the footrest is shaving the top layer of the snow off straight into our eyeballs <laughs> so you're going incredibly fast with a straight it was like putting your face in the output of a snow blower you know like just just going and getting your face right on in there so immediately everyone flings their arms over their faces so everyone okay. is ducking their heads and and it was like it's weird it's almost like a spiritual experience <laughs> to be with 13 people in the middle of the night in the dark <laughs> flying down a hill in total silence cuz we're and everybody's like burying their faces <laughs> and we shoot down this hill and halfway up the next hill and <laughs> And then start going backwards like we're like <laughs> swinging down the hill the other direction. <laughs> and I, 
It was amazing. It was yeah. a monumental yeah. piece of engineering. We needed a major windshield on that thing because it got us going real fast and it was a nice group time that we had. But I think at the end, it was sort of like everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> it was not one of the rides where people are laughing the whole way. No, it was no. just like in total silence, we descend into the dark. <laughs> And I feel like we could bring this full circle by by saying it was Apollo's chariot. It was, we didn't but without the goose. The goose yeah. well, and nobody was dressed up like a Greek goddess. We weren't trying to do anything. Maybe like next that. time you so, can yeah, do that. We'll try that another time. Yeah. Yeah. Well anyways well, guys. That was a random collection <laughs> of things. This was sort of this this episode featured heavily some flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> the flashback episode. <laughs> Yes, good. Yeah. That's what All we right. did. Well, well, we'll see guys. you next time. And until then, keep on task and do the things God actually wants you doing. Exactly. Do it, do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of What Have You. This audio is brought to you in part by New St. Andrews College. Are you wondering if any college will be open this fall? Look no further than New St. Andrews College, graduating leaders who shape culture, living faithfully under the Lordship of Jesus Christ.